Dicky shorts, baggy belt, box of briefs. Bitch, of course, this marathon is where you ought to be. Shiny sprees, spending thousands on designer jeans. Exotic women. Hey, Mike and Mike at night. We back in here, y'all. Live and direct. You know we keep it in the house. So if you hear, hey, if you hear at night time, you hear what? At the right time. Here we go. Hey, we got that love, support, and protect, y'all. Love, support, and protect all day long and twice on Sundays. The day mama love and they say God love her too. Yeah. But I think God love every day. Every day I get up, wake up, see the sunshine. Got the fresh oxygen coming through my lungs. It's a good day for me mm -hmm. because it beats the alternative. But anyway, brother, how was your day today? Was it cool? My or? day was cool. You know, you blessed me with a cell. I want you to know that. I know I did. I spoke that into existence. You spoke that into existence this morning. So okay. I want to thank you for that early well, this hey, morning. Hey, not brother. a problem. That was a special day for me and everything. Getting home, about to go watch this Laker Nuggets game. Uh, we don't I promote any of that on today. this show. But anyway, you, go ahead. You know with I got your day was going. today and everything. My late. My day is gonna be going good. It was going good, but to my night. Then you want them Ooh, to, the to switch from our state. Right you realize we in Denver. Yeah. And but, if we on here showing Lakers jerseys, there are some people going to look in here and be like, you know what? No, I don't want to see none of that. If they know me, they already know. I'm but what if they don't know you? We like being real. We real on Mike and Mike, right? No. So you rep, Cause I don't wear no you sports rep your team. You rep your team. Right? I get on here and dress like a respectful black man that I am. Okay. You understand what I'm okay. saying? I don't do sports apparel. And, I do. And gang, I, I, gang apparel and I, stuff I, I like do. I don't do that. I represent. Okay. This is Mamba Friday, anyway, baby. You Mamba know, Friday. You, you, you know what? I was listening. I was actually researching something today about a place called the Kim Center. Does All anybody right. know about the Kim Center? Yeah. What's up? Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just asking you. Do you know anything about the Kim Center? Uh, The Kim Center. No, I do not. Educate me, brother. Educate me. Okay. Hold on. Give me a second here. What did we just do, brother? I don't know, man. You was getting all... Bump the table and everything. <laughs> Getting all aggressive and everything. See what happens? See no, we in there, man. We in there. But check this out. So the Kim Center is like, uh, it's a uh, psychological or some type of mental hospital for for young for young kids. Oh, what? Yeah, right here in Colorado. So they send you to the Kim Center if you're having some issues or something mentally. Now, listen to what the Kim Center focuses on helping youth with. Check this out. And then we're going to make a parallel real quick before we get to our guest. Because we, hey, we want to just say real quick, we got an exciting guest for you today. He going to drop some stuff on y'all. Uh, educate you guys on running a business. You know this is Black Friday, so this is what we do on Black Friday. We come in here with the love, support, and protect. Yes, sir. I want to get in here with some stuff for black people, though. Because I, I read this, I did this research on the Kim Center. Now, don't ask me why I was researching mental health for young kids. But you know what? Sometimes we need to know these things. Mm -hmm. They say they the problem with the young kids and what they help with is a lack of clarity, mm -hmm. a lack of unity, wow. and a lack of social skills. Yeah. Does this not yeah. apply to our community? That sums it up. Right Man, come there. on. Lack of clarity, lack of unity, and a lack of social skills? Mm -hmm. Is that not what, what the, the blaring issues in our community are right now? Especially the social skills. I see that a lot of days. We just don't know how to deal with different environments that we go into. Right. Sometimes you can't go in acting like you do on the streets when you're going into a business world. So, okay. you know, yeah. you got to know where to separate the two. When okay. it's about business, you got to handle business. 
And, you know, when you're hanging out with your buddies, you act a different way. Okay. But, you know, so I could see that uh, 100% on that one. But still being, and, and you know. You in still the, be real. Right. In know? the business world, they call them soft skills. Yeah. And these are just the skills that you should develop whenever you're conducting business. Mm-hmm. But what I'm speaking of is socially with, with, with each other. Yeah. You know, the black man seems to be filled with a bunch of poison. When we come into contact with each other, it's never to love, support, and protect. It's like there's a whole bunch of poison there where we're hating on each other instead of loving each other. Yeah. If I get a t-shirt business and you get a t-shirt business and this person get, we got to see whose t-shirt business is going to outshine the other person. Yeah. Well, you know what? There might be aspects of each one of those businesses that can help each one of a, us a, out. A specific clientele. Exactly. Right. And we come, and come together and be things. like, hey, brother, let's do this together, man, instead of fighting from fighting with each other. Yeah. You know, in the corporate world, they do that. When they see that they're, that one business is doing well or even struggling, sometimes they'll come in. And, 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 you know, assume that business or assume that corporation and then push it back up and all of a sudden the stocks go up and all that. You know how that's ran. Yeah, but, anyway. but they also do hostile takeovers. Hostile takeovers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that. So, but, I, I mean, a, we're not that, a, a, they're that far yeah, advanced that's, that's in the game. That's OPM, other people's money that you use to take over their own business. So, hey. it's that aspect, too. There's some snakes in the business world, so let's let's not. You got to be careful. Yeah, there's some snakes in Keep yourself in safe. Yeah. Hey, we want to send some shots out to Shay. Uh, Shay's Beauty Supplies out there on Abilene and Mississippi. Yes, sir. We also want to shoot out uh, TT's Creation. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go ahead and shoot out uh, uh, Jabbo's Barbecue as Jabos. well. We got to keep shooting out Jabbo's. He the last of the Mohicans, y'all. We got to keep that business going. He the last one down from the originators and, and we got, five points. We have the, uh, the, the owner, operator, runner, establisher, uh, head... HNIC or whatever you want to call him of Ace uh, Ace Face Apparel coming on. He's going to drop some real knowledge on you. You know, uh, when I was having a conversation with this brother, it was very enlightening. You know what I'm saying? Just what he had to offer us in the way of how business is ran and how and how his outlook, how he looks at business. So I appreciate him for coming on today and doing that love, support, and protecting. You have something else before we get him in here? Absolutely. I'm going to just go give an introduction and get him in. Some of y'all know him as Shakim is God Allah, Master Islam Allah. But if you family, we know him as Ponderosa, or as I like to call him, Old Man Pundy. Come on down. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Already. Let's get this crack on. Mike and Mike at night. If you're here at nighttime, you're here at the right time. Hey, thanks for coming in tonight and checking us out. You know how we do. We do this every night. So don't pretend like you didn't know about the show. You know about it. <laughs> if not, ask your mama, ask your baby mama, ask your baby mama mama. Ask your mother-in-law. <laughs> All of that. But anyway... Hey, we want to welcome you to the show today, man. Hey, thank you for coming and spending some time with us today, taking some time out of your, out of your busy schedule. Um, we we do this all for the community, man. You know, again, I just want to stress the fact that we 
you know, take time out of our day. It's not like we sitting around doing nothing. We take time out of our busy schedule to kind of contribute and donate a little bit of who we are to the community. So I want to thank you again for being here today. Um, just getting started, if you could just tell us a little about, bit about who you are, the business that you run, how you started your business, all of that. Um, my name is Shaquem Allah, and um, I'm chairman and CEO of A-Space uh, Companies. And um, right now, currently, A-Space is doing A-Space Apparel. Uh, we started out as uh, one thing and uh, ended up uh, doing something else, but um, we kind of let the market define uh, which products were going to stand out the best and you know, which avenues that A-Space was going to take. Speak up a little louder, brother, when we get on here, because we want them to hear this deep knowledge that you're about to drop. Hey, hey, so so um how how do you 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 uh procure or gather in or get your clientele? Do you go on do you do much advertising or or or, or mm -hmm. what what is your target market? How do you how do you get those those people that you need? And how long have you been doing this? I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Ace Face has been in existence for 16 years. Okay. Um, um, initially, Ace Face started as a uh, limousine company. Okay. Um, it was Ace Face Limousines, and I started with a uh, 14 passenger limousine. And um, from there, uh, Ace Face grew to uh, Ace Face Photography. Okay. And um, uh, when that happened, I initially had uh, rented a house. Okay. With the idea to have a business going on in every room that was in the house. And so, okay. Uh, and the living room was uh, A Space Photography. Um, we had limousines in the uh, driveway, and in the basement was A Space uh, Recording Studios. Um, and so uh, that's how. Man, li listen, yeah. hold on real he quick. Hold up. This brother said he, he rented a house, mm -hmm. he had limousines in the driveway. He had a recording studio in the house and a, and a photography studio, a photo studio as well. You were doing all these things. Where, I mean, where did you come up with the idea to do all this? And how did you even get the energy to want to do all of this? Um, I've, always, I've always been an entrepreneur since I was a young man. Um, you know, when I was 21, I opened my first collection agency in Daytona Beach, Florida. And I've, I've always been an entrepreneur. Okay. I always believe in, you know, in, uh, you know, having a job as well. But my philosophy with work is with me is that I work a job to get free. Mm -hmm. And so while I'm working a job, I'm thinking of ideas that I can do that could make me self-employed. So I would save my money and spend my money and buy things that I can start a business with. You know what somebody so, told me? Yeah. They, they told me that a job's still for just over broke. Just over broke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's correct. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, with a job, yeah, you may get raises or what, what have you, but... Um, as far as predicting what your income can be for the next five to ten years, if you stay in that position, it's pretty predictable. Mm -hmm. But when you have the ability to control your own income, it's very unpredictable. Okay. Um, as far as which way that can go, yeah. you understand? Um, so, um, so yeah. But that's how I started A Space um, and uh, the many different faces of A Space that we do. So now, now with A Space, did you have? Different. I know you said that there was a limousine service. When did you decide or, or did you ever decide to cut any one of those businesses off and focus on something else? Um, 
The limousine business did well for the first two years, and then we went into the gasoline crisis, mm -hmm. where I was going to have to go up on the prices of my limousine. I had uh, Lincolns, stretch Lincolns, okay, um, you know, in order to maintain the uh, the prices of gasoline. Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided to get out of that business because what I was going to now have to charge for a stretch Lincoln, you could get a stretch Hummer for. Mm -hmm. so, okay, right, you know what I mean, because of the gas prices. Um, and what it took to, to run that particular business. Okay. And so um, I decided to get out of that business, but of course we sold the limousines for a profit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, again, when you start a business, you always want to start with the exit strategy. Mm -hmm. You want to know when to get out. Okay, uh -huh. exactly, and so that's why I asked So tell that. me why that's important, to start a business and knowing what your exit strategy is. Talk a little bit about that, because I think that's very important. Yeah, it's very important because... Um, you know, it, it's, it's a hard lesson that some people don't learn. And, mm -hmm. you know, my mother was one. She had a business, but she didn't know when to get out. Um, and she ran it into the ground. I mean, it, it, it broke her personal finances. Mm -hmm. Her personal finances became to get involved to try to keep something going that was... Not profitable. Right. right. Profitable yeah, and, and a lot of people do that. They fall in love with the right. business. They make it mm -hmm. personal. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Right. You know, so you got to have an exit strategy because you got to know where you need to get out at. Mm -hmm. um, so that you can continue going on in business, maybe not with that business, but to start something else. So share share a little bit of, of how that what your process is in because when I asked you before about how do you start uh, 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 to st how do you start a business stuff one of that was a, one of the first things you told me is you have to start with the exit strategy and knowing when to get out. Correct. Um, Correct. Go ahead. Yeah, we got uh, on purpose. What's up? Uh, Bree on purpose, uh, understanding how to scale is the best skill out there. Salute. So you already getting a salute out there. So, Appreciate yeah, let's keep on talking about that. Appreciate it. So, so the exit strategy, how do, how do you, how do you know when, what do you do? What is your secret? <laughs> well, first of all, when you start a company, um, whatever it takes for you to initially start your company, uh, if you're starting, for instance, if you're starting a, a, an LLC, which I would recommend most people do. Mm -hmm. So whatever money it takes you to start your company is your personal liability in that company. Mm -hmm. So if it costs you $500 to get your business license and to, you know, uh, you know register with the Secretary of State, mm -hmm. get your tax ID, get your bank account and get going and get the equipment, whatever it is that it takes for you to start that business, mm -hmm. that becomes your personal liability in that business. And when I say your personal liability, I mean your personal liability in that business. For instance, your business can get a million dollars worth of debt. But if you started that business on $500, that's what your personal liability is to that million dollars of debt, is that $500 that you initially started the company with. Okay. That's your personal liability. Okay. That's how you protect your personal assets. Okay. You know, okay. your cars, your houses, your bank accounts, or what have you. you okay. Know, the limited... Liability corporation. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your liability in that corporation is going to be limited. Okay. Okay. We got a question from one of us, somebody from my audience, Joe Bassard. Speak on setting up your business in a corporation, protection against your assets. How do you think all the multimillionaires claim bankruptcy? That's kind of what you were speaking about, right? Yeah. Um, uh, businesses do that all the time. Mm -hmm. They, uh, you know, they uh, <laughs> make a little money. Mm -hmm. Um cook their books mm -hmm. um, as we know in the business world and then file bankruptcy and nobody gets paid. Donald Trump is one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's one of his strategies 
uh, mm. with business, which is really um, it's it's really a bully strategy. It really is because the companies that are involved uh, when that happens, like for instance, the golf course that he built in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. um, three hundred and fifty. $350 million he paid, mm -hmm. and then he filed bankruptcy, and all of those companies that were involved in, in putting that together, they never got paid. Mm -hmm. They didn't mm -hmm. pay their employees or anything, but he still got to keep the... Uh, the proceeds. The, the, yeah. the golf course. He still, okay. He still, he still got what he wanted at the end, but there's shysting a lot of people that are underneath you that helped put that project together. So, um, But people, you know, people play that kind of a strategy as well uh, in business. Um, and I, you know, and I know you guys say that you know uh, the unity in business, but in truth, business is warfare. Mm -hmm. it really okay. Is. It okay. Really is warfare, um, but on the business level, mm -hmm. right? On yeah. The business level, because of course I don't want you to outdo me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I have competition as well in the in the market that I'm in, but my competition really exists because I let them exist. Mm -hmm. I can buy all of them if I wanted to show the muscle. Mm -hmm. but they, you know, but they exist because I let them exist. Okay, and my question for you. Uh, he looking at the camera, so he was yeah. talking to somebody. He need to let you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you have a, you've had a specific clientele for the last as long as I've known you. You've had this specific clientele. Talk to us a little about that clientele because it is consistent. I've been with you when the orders have come in. I've been with you when you've been shipping out the orders. Talk to us a little bit about that clientele. Um, well, I'm a five percenter. I don't know if the audience knows what that is, but um, so you know, my target audience, of course, is uh, to which I, I what I belong. I'm a five percenter in the nation of gods and earths, and that's my target audience. However, I do sell to people that are not five percenters as well. I do make merchandise that yeah. are, you know that are, uh, you know that anybody can. Like that snazzy Bronco gear I had on the other day. Correct. Right before they lost. Right. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for all of these years, that's been my main target audience. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been my uh, the five percent nation. Uh, you know, and I've sold on every continent. And why do they stay? Why do they stay with you? Why do they stay with me? Um, well, first of all, I have the credentials to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it takes the credentials, uh, a little bit of clout mm -hmm. uh, as well, and, uh, and, and the know-how, and to be able to um, um, speak things into existence, you know, and know how to run things successfully and to get others to gather behind you and help, you know, push your product or your idea. Mm -hmm. And that's and, and you know what that buy in and I hate to cut you off, but that buy in to that to that ideal I think is very crucial. To, to getting a product or, or getting a concept out there because you know everything and I don't know if the five percenters teach this or not but everything starts inside of the mind so it, you can't get anything out here unless it first starts inside of your head and everything like that we said, see when you said speak it into existence mm -hmm. that means you're not going to let nothing come against that we got uh Jeff brother Jeff what's brother up? Jeff got a question brother let's Jeff's go brother on, Jeff you're saying peace God what Jeez. what Jeez. businesses are poised to win in this COVID post COVID economic, and which ones are ending? Peace, so Mike said, and Mike. So, hey, right on, brother Jeff. We appreciate um, you. Appreciate that plug as well. Yes, sir. Um, well, a lot of the social businesses are are ending, as we know it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of clubs, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
specifically, um, man, where the gas ball went. Yeah. You know, yeah. for the pudding, those kind of those kind of businesses because, you know, how can they really operate uh, you know, in in, in obeying the, the social distance laws. Mm-hmm. Being six feet apart, you know. So a lot of businesses are going to uh, suffer from that. The ones that are agile, agile businesses, meaning restaurants, um, where they can actually close off the uh, uh, the tables and everything, and still able to serve their customers either curbside service mm-hmm. or DoorDash or some other means to still get their product out there. Those kind of businesses that are able to be agile are still going to be able to stay in existence. So who do you think will be the real winners? You know, post COVID, because I know it's going to take a lot of millionaires out the game and it's going to put some new millionaires in the game because this whole Zoom and all of that, all of those things has opened up, have opened up different uh, avenues or streams of income. I agree. Um, Definitely agree. You know, in in crisis like this, financial crisis, the most millionaires are made during these times. And it's the ones who are the thinkers who are able to think their way through this are the ones that are going to be most successful. Mm-hmm. And um, are definitely going to be more successful. Everything is going to have is turning to a digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, the brick and mortar business is really finding itself not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you say see, that you see, you see like a lot of uh, you know even big retailers that have um, uh, have shut down physically, yeah. but they're still alive online. Mm-hmm. Um, because things are, are moving to a more digital world. Hmm. Um, I read a book years ago called uh, The World is Flat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a flat earther. No, 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 no. I get where you're coming but, from, though. That was a... the, the book is about how the internet made the world flat. In hmm. other words, we could see everything. 20 years ago, I couldn't buy from China if I didn't right. actually know somebody from right. China. Right. Yeah. Okay. But on the internet, I can literally buy from China now. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So it made the world, in, in, in essence, flat. Okay. Like you can get anything to anywhere and from anywhere at the same time. Right. So, you know, basic business is supply and demand. Right. You know? and so whatever it is that you're in, if there's no demand for it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be very hard to, to uh, stay in business. And sometimes as a salesman, mm-hmm. don't you have to, to, to commute, be able to communicate or let someone know the need? Because sometimes people don't know that they need a certain... You know, and, and when you got that supply and demand, sometimes you create a demand by letting them know exactly by selling that product and selling it per, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with a purpose yeah. and letting people know, well, hey, you know yeah. what? You, you're burning your hands every day. You could probably use these oven mitts. You're yeah. burning up your towels. You might need some oven mitts so that you don't have to do that. Where people might know, not know the want, but when you express that to them, then now they're, they're interested. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I want you to speak to that because tell some of the people who you made, you basically made the supply for and then they built the demand for you and you've, you haven't had just, you had some great people. Talk about some of the people that you've sold your product to from the 5% align because you talked to me about it in the day and I was highly impressed with that. Talk about some of those individuals that you sold to and consistently still do. Uh, well, um, you know, and I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my boy Iron Sheep. He's Iron Sheep. Okay. Um, Iron Sheep. Yeah, Iron Sheep. Uh, Wu-Tang affiliate. Um, okay. With the Wu, huh? Uh, yeah. And um, and through his uh, connections, I met a lot of hip-hop artists and were able to, uh, uh, to supply apparel for a lot of hip-hop artists, Lord Jamal, brand new, being shout out, you know, uh, Method Man, 
um, Tragedy Gaddafi. Um, now, Gaddafi, is he 5% as well? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To be intelligent hoodlum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Changed his name to yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't want to brag on my list, but I've done a lot of work for. Well, no, it's it's not necessarily bragging, but you know, sometimes people see, and you have to qualify what you're saying because they might, oh, well, there's just another brother on here talking about what. No, no, we need to qualify. Exactly. This is what I do. This is a real business. This is something that I have purposed in my heart to do and have been very successful at it. And when you throw those names out there, like you've dealt with Qaddafi, you've dealt with Method, you've dealt with, you know, Iron Sheik with the Wu-Tang and all of these people, then now, okay, because, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Being from Denver, people from Denver, that's all they really hear. When they hear something about <laughs> some superstars and stuff, they be all over that. Oh, like, oh, yeah. And then, and, you know? So, so, so it kind of, it kind of gives some credence to what it is that you're doing. You're not just out here um, as as we call it, proverbial arm tackling. You're not arm tackling. You actually putting the body on this business and making sure that 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 your your ideas, your thoughts, your concepts, and all that actually get get uh, pushed through. So so we appreciate you for that. How do you view the black community in Denver when it comes to on a business level? How do, how do you see? Because it seems like we struggle a lot. Where what what words? What encouraging words could you give us as entrepreneurs just starting out? Well, you know, black local businesses, we need neighborhood in order to sustain our neighborhood because we patronize one another. We No one else is going to patronize us. Mm-hmm. Um, the Koreans, ain't, they're not going to come in and buy from us. Mm-hmm. White folks are not going to come in and buy from us. So black businesses, they generally depend on, they depend on us to support each other. Um, and that includes neighborhood. And with the gentrification you know, that's been going on here in, in uh, Mile High Income City, Brother Jeff. Because <laughs> he's right. He is, he is he's right on the nail. Um, but we need, we need neighborhood and community to support our, our black business. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you say that because when I was asking Brother Jeff even about the, the, uh, the uh, neighborhood violence and whatnot, and that's kind of what he said. He was like, look, it's the families. Mm-hmm. It's the families that got to get in and contribute and work together so that these type of things don't don't uh, don't occur inside of our community. And when I talk to you about the survival of the black owned business, it's all of our responsibility. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have here on Mike and Mike at night. We have created this, quote unquote, Black Friday to concentrate just on black owned businesses yes. and, bring, and, and bring and bring a platform for black owned businesses to get their names out there. So, because a lot of times we don't even know. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, there's, there's, from me just doing this show, I have learned about so many different black owned businesses that were with, you know, arms reach from me, but that I just didn't know was there. Or oh, didn't know people did that. Here's the thing. That's why I want to, because, I mean, look how many hair businesses that we have talked about. Mm-hmm. And we'll go to different places and we'll patronize uh, the Asians and spend all our money with them when we have black businesses within a two-mile radius of them mm-hmm. that we can go patronize and spend our money and keep that money in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's a shame because our neighborhood's right there, but we go and patronize elsewhere when we can patronize right at home and keep those businesses flourishing. Yeah, well, you know, when you say you know, the Asian community, we're talking about governments. Yeah. 
okay, that are given loans to their people to purposely target the black uh, population here in this country. Come on, speak on that. Yeah. We're talking about governments backing them with the financial support that they need. Okay. So it's not just about us just pay. We're being targeted. You have to understand that. We're being targeted. See, most black people don't understand why America is the most prosperous nation in the world. It's because of the black population mm -hmm. here in this country that can't do a damn thing for themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like having a lake with fish who don't know how to feed themselves. Mm. So anybody can come and throw their pole in and get in and catch some fish. Mm. That's, wow. how, that's how it is. Wow. We, we, we make America what you consider great. Yes. The population of 40 to 50 million black people. We spend more per capita. For so, themselves. So, so what do so you think the strategy is? Everything is provided to us. Up until recently, I think it's, you know, I think it's freedom. Mm -hmm. Toilet paper company. Up until recently, we didn't make toilet paper. We didn't wipe our own butt. You know what I mean? So, wow. And I mean, it's a shame, you know, but it's true. Mm -hmm. um, it's very true. Um, so what do you think? Do you think that there's a strategy that there's something that we need to do as a black community certainly. other than just because what I'm saying, we're going to have a uh, uh, 3000 T-shirt and body butter businesses. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to clown or nothing, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we do we need to branch out and do other things? Do we need to do you understand what I'm saying? We need to branch out and do everything. everything. OK. You know, okay. We need, to, we need to branch out and do everything. So cover all venues. Certainly. Okay. All, all of our own needs. Mm -hmm. You want to get to Leon's question yeah. real quick? I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, Leon, uh, so I want you to know what you think about this one. He said, we struggle in Denver because we don't support black business in Denver. Constantly complaining that the product is overpriced, but people not understanding the overhead, being we don't have the financial backing that the other races has. And, that and that's exactly what you, you just said. said. Yeah, right absolutely. on, Leon. Right on for that. We appreciate that. He's exactly right. He's exactly right. Well, what if we just use some of the money that they already give us? Is that a question? Oh, that's what I'm just saying, because some of that money goes on. Hennessy and marijuana, and I just hate to say that, but you know, it, it, it's it's somewhat of the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the money that that we get, I have I have been able to work out some people that have been um, using the system, and I'm not trying to clown nobody, but who have been on the system for upwards of fifteen and twenty years, and they've collected somewhere in the range of one point three million dollars in the in the in the way of of of, of free housing and and and, and uh, food assistance. Almost one point three million dollars, and you're going to tell me that there was nothing that 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 none of those resources could have been put to, you know, some type of a, a entrepreneurial or some type of a purpose. You know what I'm saying? You, I, do you get where I'm coming from? I get exactly which, where you're coming from, and you know, people like that just have not ran across the proper knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, because you know, with the proper knowledge, and you know, my grandmother used to say that it takes uh, an educated person to tell poor people what's happening to them. Because they don't know what's happening to them. Okay, They're brother. They're busy. They party. They boogie. They weed. They Hennessy and all of that. Say that. And not to take their head and take a look around and see mm -hmm. what else is going on. There's a book everybody should read. It's called Confronting Reality. Confronting Reality. And we're afraid to do that as black people is to come to confront mm -hmm. our reality. We live in this dream fantasy world mm -hmm. of you know with the sky daddy and all of that. And really, the business is ours. Mm -hmm. The business is ours to to uh, work 
to handle it and to make it happen. If mm. we don't do it for ourselves, we will be, we'll find ourselves hard times and out the doors very soon, but we have to start doing it for ourselves. You know, you, you have so much, you have a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm not even going to lie. Even if we weren't doing this show, I could sit here and talk with you for the next hour. But unfortunately, our show is only 30 minutes. So I'm trying to squeeze. Uh, you know, if you understand, I'm trying to squeeze all of this so that these yeah. people can get this. Because a lot of our brothers and sisters need this. Black folks, you have a responsibility right now. Please love, support and protect. Put this message that this brother's talking right now. Play it again. Because I'm sure you didn't soak up everything that he was saying. But play this again. And, you know, I want to tell you guys, we brought, we've brought counseling to you for mental health. We've brought black businesses on you, people who are prospering their business to talk to you about that. We've brought people on here how to recover from those drugs and alcohol. We've talked about that. We've talked about people, brought people on here to talk about stocks. We brought Brother Jeff on here to talk about the state of the black economics here in Denver, Colorado. You can go back and look at all these posts. We are dropping knowledge. We are giving that knowledge that he said. We didn't even taught you how to buy a car. Yeah, we even taught you how to buy a car and not how to get ripped off and buying a car. All you got to do is come listen and, and, and absorb this. Uh, many people are going through Facebook and they're looking for that thing that to clown on somebody doing something. See goofy people or, fighting see or something people like fight that. Come and on, do anything come on, like that. This is where the platform is, where the education comes from. Those people who are listening, just listen right here because we are dropping knowledge. Just like Shaquem just said, we are dropping knowledge to you guys. And you know what we don't know? We bring the professionals on and we have them tell exactly. you. So it's here for you. There's no excuses. All you got to do is listen, put down, the, put down the joint for a minute, listen, then pick it up after you gain the knowledge. But gain this knowledge and keep on sharing this post. Share it to anybody that you know so you people so we can grow and get out of this funk we are. Because when we come up, oh my gosh. And he, he's about Leon, you talk about the Willie Lynch syndrome. Yeah, we know the Willie Lynch syndrome is there. But now that we know it's there, we what got we're going to do about it. Exactly. So this is what we're trying to do about it. Shakim has got his own business. He's been educating brothers for years since I know him. He's educated me. What he's taught me over these years and where I was when I started, I was one of those people. And he has taught me so much knowledge and I gained so much knowledge from that brother. It's been ridiculous. And I want to talk about that knowledge because one thing that you told me is when we have kids with women, and I told you one thing, and I'm not going to get into details, but you was having issues with one of your kids' mothers. And I said, well, why do you keep on providing and doing for her? And then she just slapped you in the face and do that. Can you talk about that a little bit and tell me what you told me? Because it was so profound, and I took that with me ever since, and it changed my life. That one statement that you made to me. I appreciate that, brother. Um, you know, when it comes to the children, man, Children are the greatest, and so, you know, I'll do anything to never let my kids see their mothers on their knees. I don't care what it is, I give up anything. Hmm. Um, I know it's kind of, you know, hmm. different, but that's just the way I, I always take care of my kids. And uh, a simple way that I've always uh, managed that is if you don't have the money to spend, then spend the time. But you have one or the other. So there's, wow. there's really no excuse on spending. It doesn't have to be money. It can just be time. 
And sometimes women just need a break mm-hmm. away from the kids. Mm-hmm. Really and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. the kids need a break from mom, from mama for yeah. a little while. You know, I've been blessed to have knowledge of self. And so when, you know, when I began having kids, things were a little bit different for me. I, I don't know what it's like to go through child support or anything like that because mm. from the time that my children came out the, the, the womb, I already had their daycare paid for and told their mothers, this is where they go to daycare. Don't talk to them about money. You take them there. Mm-hmm. Let me handle the money part of it. And, mm-hmm. I, and I've always handled business like that. Well, man, so, man, I appreciate that. And yeah. I've seen it. And I've seen it a reality since I've known this man. Okay. And he changed me that because, you know, if, if, if the mother hurts, the kids hurt. Right. And a lot of you brothers out there that hate your baby mamas or you got a kid by her. Now you say you don't date black girls no more and all that things. You're hurting your you hurting the mom and you think you're hurting her, but you're really hurting your kids. And that's the lesson to be learned. You're really out there hurting your kids. Don't hurt the mama. Then you won't hurt the kids. Well, you know, on the, on the black on the black owned business shit. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wanted to but, take it there because it was something profound. I get you. Yeah. But you know what? Um, that that but that does play and in that that does play into that because um, if you if you're not handling your business as a black man and 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 securing a, a, a stable income or a solid income for yourself, the kids are your children. Excuse me, your children are who will suffer um, in that whole process because when you're not eating and, and and living the way that you're supposed to, your your children will suffer. So they benefit from you. Being an entrepreneur or being uh, uh, um, uh, somewhat uh, savvy when it comes to how you deal with business and how you deal with people in the business world. So I, I appreciate you for coming on. And I, I like uh, the, the fact that Mike highlighted that you were not just a good businessman, but also a good father. So you are definitely one of the, the, the members of our society, of our culture here in Denver that we need to keep around. The city needs you like Batman, brother. You know what I'm saying? We, yes. we need to keep you around so that we can, uh, so we can uh, um, soak up some of the rays of sunshine that you have to give us. And we thank you for doing that with us today. All right, man. We appreciate you coming out. Again, you guys, we're all about the love, support, and te- protect. This is Mike and Mike, our news, our business. Hey, real quick, so I, if you want to let them know where they can find your business, how they can get a hold to you. Certainly. I'm online. Uh, www.aceface.apparel.com. www.aceface.apparel.com. Go in there and check out some of the Geary God. He got some fly stuff. He got some fly stuff. Mike was had some stuff on here yesterday or the other day. Yeah. Right after the uh well, right prior to, excuse me, here you go. the Broncos here, losing. Here you go. And so I appreciated him wearing this jersey today because yeah. you know when he brings his team in here, usually something that I like follows. Uh-huh. So I think he looked good in that yeah. yellow. Yeah. Uh yeah. uh. But anyway, brother, one more time, shoot that out and we're gonna get out of here. Uh, Hey, man, I love y'all. Hey, remember, we're all about the love, support, and protect. We're taking care of the community. Mike and Mike at night. If you're here at nighttime, you're here at the right time. If you're just getting in, see, we just got five views. If you're just getting in, play this show over again. Check it out and go ahead and check out my brother's apparel company as well. you didn't miss nothing. Replay this. Make sure you share the video. That's how we love, support, and protect. Period. Period. Share it. Give us a quick second. I just got the weekend on the way, Lord.